Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are this morning. You are joined by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, we have my good friend, Danuta. Danuta, how hey, are you doing? Lawson. Good to be back once yeah. again. It's been a while. It has hey, been. It's, and it's good so to be back great again. to have you in the studio. Thank you. You've been off gallivanting across the northern parts of the New South Wales area <laughs> and doing all kinds of amazing things yeah. in, in your absence. What, what have you been up to, actually? So we, uh, Keith and I actually had some holidays, several weeks mm-hmm. holidays. We went up to Queensland, which was oh, really nice. lovely. Caught up with family mm-hmm. and stuff. But, yeah, so, yeah, gallivanting around, I guess, a little bit of New South Wales now with my new role. I'm actually looking after pastors, mm. pastor the pastors, as they say, okay. and enjoying that as well. So, yeah really enjoying that and doing um yeah visiting folk and having new conversations and learning more about people but the greatest thing is to be able to support the pastors and pray together with them so yeah yeah absolutely you know these guys are on, under a lot of pressure and often you know finding it difficult in their situations or isolated or whatever it may be and it's great to come in with that support with someone who can empathize with what they're going through and and share some wisdom share some some blessings with them that's so exciting to do that and it's great to have you on this morning thank you unfortunately just for today uh just well i'm probably into the future oh yes, you know, yes as yes. well but like uh you know just uh just to have you in for a special occasion <laughs> no we're we're absolutely i'll safe. be back every now and again like i said to you the other week i was actually really missing faith fm mm. so i actually went good morning and welcome to the breakfast show to myself in the car Classic. i was just like i need a dose of faith fm you have so the bug you have I, the hope, bug. I hope the listeners are feeling the same that they're feeling they're happy to have me back that's so good <laughs> now we are stoked to it thank you for joining us and uh well now we're, we're before our studio was close to you now we're close to me we're in my abode you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different with Lawson and Danuta. Yes. And we're back on deck together like the old days. So, so <laughs> like good. Like the eh? glory days three like months ago. Days. Do you know I was driving down this morning just really quickly and mm. I thought, that's the road you used to cycle all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah, thinking yeah. he would have been cycling through here. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you felt my pain, hopefully. Oh, of, no, I didn't feel the pain. Of those hills, <laughs> of those bumps, of roads with no shoulders or corners or, or anything, just, just, just pain. Spin in the legs. Absolutely, nice. absolutely. Hey, it's come time for our first quiz question for this morning. It is when Paul wrote the letter to the Romans, had he previously been there? Oh, that's Just a great a, question. Great question. And here's the thing you get a fifty percent chance of getting it right. Can yeah. say yes or no. Yeah. Why okay, or any guys? We're making it easy. Bonus if you want to actually add the Bible verse as well. So when Paul wrote the letter to the Romans, had he previously been there? Mm. Text us in on 0491-064-669. Yes, I have. Yes, Shell's giving me the thumbs up. I've remembered the phone number. And here's the exciting thing. <laughs> Told you, I practice these things in the car still because oh, I, I do miss Faith FM. I do num- listen to you guys. The number, though. 
I'm I'm giving it out everywhere. I was at Service New South Wales yesterday. I had to give them my number. I start zero four nine. I mean, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. So it's it's in the brain. That's it. That's it. Okay. And here's the great thing: the prize this, prize this week. When I came yeah. in this morning, I thought, "Wow, fabulous prize!" It is the cookbook called Food as Medicine mm. by Dr. Sue Rad. It's the best mm. health and nutrition cookbook in the world for 2017 as the prestigious won the prestigious uh, Gorman. World Cookbook Awards. I've actually got this cookbook at home. Mm. It's really thick. It's a yeah. hard copy. It's got fabulous recipes on one side and on the other side it's got this fabulous big yeah. picture of what you can, mouth-watering stuff. Absolutely. My favourite in there, do you want to know my favourite? Okay, yeah, give it to us. And it's the chocolate mousse. Oh. But it's not a typical chocolate mousse. It's just like a really nice healthy chocolate mousse. And because this is plant-based All plant-based. All plant-based. And like I said, like it won the World Prestigious Awards. So it's got over 400 uh, pages of recipes in there. Um, Fabulous photos, 150 plant-based recipes, um, 400-page recipe cookbook. What she actually does in that cookbook as well, she does so Mm. fantastically, is because of her background, you know, as Mm. as a nutritionist, you know, world-renowned nutritionist, and she lectures and, 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 you know, goes around the world as well presenting mm. is that she actually gives also the background about the plants and the reason that those particular items in the food the food items in that recipe are good for you mm. it's just fantastic so just really scientifically well done but just so user-friendly yeah absolutely you want one don't you oh dude i do because i well i can't obviously can't win it through the thing <laughs> no, but can't. i've seen this cookbook before i've held it i've looked at its pages it's fantastic and as i said yesterday you know a book is good when firstly the content is good but secondly it's heavy enough to hurt someone with like it doubles oh, up well as a out. weapon, you know. So <laughs> and and that it's just a test of like this book has good content because it's it has full, good it's chuck, it's. But you don't want to hit anyone with that. Absolutely not. No, but no, you, you could if you needed to. Right. Hey, so that's <laughs> you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. What is happening? That question again. Oh, when yeah. Paul wrote the letter to the Romans, exactly. had he previously been there? Simple yes or no. Text us in on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We are going to a part of Indonesia today. Well, that's largely Indonesia. Indonesian um, area is to Borneo. Okay. Okay. Borneo. Yeah, it's actually the third largest island in the world. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm. I've got some history in Borneo. Not personally, I haven't been there, but my grandfather Mm. was in Borneo during World War II. And it was in Borneo. I forget if it was in Borneo or like he was in Kokoda as well, like on the Kokoda track. I forget which location it was where he got shot. But he got shot and he survived, which is good because I still exist. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Borneo. It's where it it went down. But, you know, now an island where people spend time and visit. That's it. That's it. Well, some interesting stuff is happening. This really caught my eyes. So here's the interesting thing in Borneo. The fires are a major problem and threat to the forest and wildlife and Mm. the people over there, okay? Um, As it is in so many many places when there's fires, right? But between 2001 and 2022, Ketapong District lost 879,000 hectares yeah, of trees. Wow. So when you think that orangutans, you know, are part yeah. of the big, um, you know, wildlife there, particularly they'd be threatened. So here's a... Um, and so many other animals as well, but people, you know, their lives are being threatened in different ways. Mm. 588,000 
uh, sorry, 588 tonnes of carbon emissions uh, occurred through that. And it's about 1,340 uh, square kilometres, so about 15% tree cover was lost during the fires mm. in that time. Okay, That's the equivalent, catch this, of 80% of the area of the greater area of London. Mm. Okay, That's yeah, a fair right. bit when you think about it. Yeah. Now, here's the more recent thing. Da- j- between January and July in 2003, the fires destroyed tree cover in in that area of Indonesia and it resulted in 9.6 million tonnes. This is in three months. Yeah. 9.6 million tonnes of carbon emission. Mm. And you're thinking, well, where's the good news? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's coming. Okay, okay here's, I'm ready, it's, I'm it's ready coming. for it. So here's the thing. Just to add some more, the carbon dense, um, you know, carbon emissions or the trees that are actually being, um, you know, uh, uh, where there's fires are the, in the peatlands, which are the wetland areas. Okay, mm. now the wetland areas, um, most of the car- they're mostly the carbon-rich areas that actually store twice as much carbon as the world forests, so mm. far more, and they're actually more susceptible to fires. Um, and they're being destroyed. You're probably wondering why they're being destroyed as well. What is um, being destroyed apart from the general fires from arson? But there's all they're actually being used to grow crops particularly for oil palm, which is a household um, ingredient. Now, here's the thing, that when those crops are being grown, there's a lot of pesticides that are used. So, of course, the emissions from that in itself are poisonous. Mm. Now, there's an area particularly within those areas, Pematong Gadang, I hope I've pronounced that uh, correctly, is located between two wetland areas, which is about 70 Mm kilometres wide. And every year, you know, there's these threats for health and life. Yeah. Yeah. and so here's the thing, oh, right? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm here Are for Are you it. ready for yeah. the punchline? Yes. Enter Power of Mama, what? right? Okay. Uh, let me tell you what Power of Mama. It's actually women that have actually come together back in from 2022 mm-hmm. that have decided that they need to do something about these fires. For sure. And they have called themselves Power of Mama. Let me just tell you, like, they mean business. Okay. okay. They, they mean absolute business. Look at these women. Look at that. Oh, okay. Like, Dude, power that's powerful. Of mama. I now, love here's, this. Here's the thing, right? They also travel around on motorbikes. Catch this. They go like policemen. On, so the the, on, show to, the photo you showed me before, it was like a it, bunch of so women there like holding fire absolute, hoses and kicking so, these fire bays. And now they're like getting around and, you know, going from place to place on their motorcycles. Absolutely they do. Yeah, yeah. On their so scooters. That's awesome. They've come together. One woman in particular has been behind this, okay? And she's mm. actually started it in 2022 with 44 women, local women, okay? Mm. Now they're all housewives. Yeah. Um, between 19, uh, some some of them are young and, and or working as well, mm. but between 19 years of age and 60, right? Wow. Okay. And the group has grown from 44 women to 92. Yeah. Right? To 92. So you saw the first photo. It's actually the women holding this massive fire hose, mm-hmm. okay? And um, and they go around, so they actually drop off their kids at school. So the majority of them that have children actually dropping off their kids at school and then they go out between 9.30 and 3.30 and they use a drone. They go out on their motorbikes mm. and they actually use mm. a drone to locate where the fire is, mm-hmm. okay? And when they locate it, they actually then use these big fire hoses. There's another photo of about four or five of them holding it, but they actually pump it out of the local river. So they actually obviously take these onto onto their yeah, bikes. okay. 
and they're the call, called the patrol mamas, basically. Power of mama, right? Now, they said that there was a lot of opposition from the community when it first started, mm-hmm. but now the locals are really implementing it. Now, here's the thing. They actually visit the farmers and teach them about Indigenous fire management, They how to use organic f- um, fertiliser to bring about nitrogen in the soil and protect the environment. They mm. teach them how to live with the ancient kind of ways, and their goal is to prevent the soil from becoming acidic. Yeah, but on sure. top of that... Um, their whole thing is to actually put out the fires. Now, interestingly, um, you know, the arsons usually start around 10 o'clock or so. Mm. So they're out there well be- – they try and be there out well before them. But they've put out loads of fire and they're saving yeah. these wetlands and, and the children aren't being affected with things like asthma and other respiratory problems, yeah. which comes from the fires, which is incredible, isn't it? Don't you yeah, think? Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah, and because it's also like fires in Indonesia is actually an international issue. Often when when fires in Indonesia happened, they the smoke wafts over. I was in Malaysia in 2015 and that happened. Right. And there was like a public health order. You couldn't go outside. Yeah, uh, right. In Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, they're like, spend as minimal time as you can outside because there are fires in Indonesia. And so this is a fantastic work. This is actually helping international Amazing trade and commerce. The work. fact that they're looking after these fires. And Amazing and how they come together. And so I just thought of a couple of verses that really fit with mm. that. You know, First Corinthians, Paul writes, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of the one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Mm. And that's talking about the church and how we have so many different people, but when we come together in unison in one direction, the power of what can happen, I think the power of these men. The last one, let no one seek his own, but each one others' well-being. That's exactly what they're doing, which is just fantastic work. So I think God bless these amazing women, the power of mama. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. This morning, and it has come time for our second quiz question. Yes. It is, in Second Chronicles 18, one man slaps another across the face. It's such a, you know, it's all those things that we think, we shouldn't slap people across the face, but there is a story in the Bible about that, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Which of these two men was the slapped man? Was it A, Micaiah? Is that how I pronounce it? I think it is Micaiah. Yeah, Micaiah. Yeah. Or B Zedekiah. Okay, who was who? Who got slapped out who of these two slapped? guys? Was one's, it Micaiah or sla- Zedekiah? That's yeah. right. One's the slapper. One's got. One's the one that got slapped. Yeah, there's a few instances in the Bible of godly roughhousing, but I don't want to give away too much. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it at towards the end That's of the an show. Interesting term you use. Yeah, but right uh, who got slapped? Was it Micaiah or Zedekiah from Second Chronicles 18? If you know the answer this to that one, wasn't godly. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, it, okay, it wasn't. But but, but there are but there are. There are instances. We'll talk about it towards the end of the show. Guys, our number is 0491-064-669. And, of course, our prize for this week, the amazing Food as Medicine by Surad, which has all kinds of awesome recipes. You were talking about chocolate mousse earlier, Danuta. Yeah, yeah, a healthy version of chocolate mousse. And she's got this other really nice Mediterranean recipe with eggplants. And do you mm, like eggplants? Or, I love or eggplants. Or I'm growing eggplants in the garden right now. <gasps> they are so easy to grow, aren't they? Yeah. I had one it and it then sprouted itself from last year all mm. on its side. You know what I've got growing at the moment is pineapples. I'm waiting for the pineapple to come, but ah. the plant's really big. So, yeah, yeah. But with this cookbook here, she's actually researched a lot of stuff and done inter- international cooking with it, uh, you know, 
a lot of inter- international mm. cooking recipes. So that question again in Second Chronicles 18, one man slaps another across the face. Which of these two men was the slapped man? Was it Micaiah or Zedekiah? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. Where are we going? We're going to the UK, you said today. What are we covering today, Lawson? We won't go to the UK first. Instead, ah. we will do uh, – We I do a bit of a bi-yearly check-in with one of my favourite music artists when I was a kid. Okay, okay, so when I was about 14 years old, you know, and I, I got... So that an, was your days before you came to Jesus. That's right. Before I was a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, I was 14 years old and I bought my first ever album using an iTunes gift card that my, mm. my parents had gotten me for my birthday and I bought a Kanye West album. Mm. Kanye West, when I was growing up, was like my... Fa- I, I had just like gotten into to rap music at that time and he was my favourite and I remember buying... You were buying, right into rapping. That's right. I, I remember buying his album and being so into him and then obviously like becoming a Christian and seeing that a good majority of his music wasn't heading that direction despite his origins and despite his roots as you know growing up he had Christian parents he grew up in a Christian community um, he himself like had songs on, particularly in, on his first albums that were very uh, God centric but it was kind of he was always riding this edge mm. and then in 2018 he had a very public conversion started running a church service and whatnot started you know saying I'm never going to release music ever again with swear words in it or or, or heavy sexual themes, like it's going to be gospel based, it's going to be Bible based. I'm going to live my so life cool. to glorify God. So this happened in 2018, mm. and seeing this as the big fan that I was, and also as a Christian that I now was, I was like happy to see this happen, but also thinking like, will this last? Mm. Uh, because that's the nature of Kanye, particularly since since around 20, 2011, 2012, that kind of era, or even as far back as 2008, 2009, when he had his infamous run-in with Taylor Swift on the stage of the VMAs and whatnot. People had questioned, like, okay, this guy doesn't seem really mentally sound, and and we've come to learn and to know that he has had some significant struggles with mm, mental health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I would say it's like that. He's, he's like, a very smart and talented creative uh, but has had struggled with mental struggles mental health in the mm. past so I was like okay how is this going to unfold and, and so tell us what has actually happened and then. so he really in 2019 he released an album called Jesus King f- just a full gospel album and it was it like it was one of his lowest critically acclaimed albums like not mm-hmm. rev- didn't review very well but definitely showed a trajectory of uh you know heading towards that direction his promise that he would never release music again with swear words and all whatnot like it was it, he was fulfilling it and and he uh was at that time he did a world tour with that album and it went well and 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 yeah he, he was getting through it. like he was he was having a good time he was releasing music and he was also posturing publicly at the time he was married to Kim Kardashian, who's a very famous celebrity, mm, well and known. posturing, uh, you know, as this, we have made this Christian turn in our life and we're taking our kids to church and da 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 da. And it's like, okay, that, that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's cool. That's good. That's great. Uh, and up, Things were going well up until 2020 because in 2020 the election happened and Kanye decided to run for president and it was a bit of a sad affair. Uh, and I think, what really showed in that was his struggles with mental health. He did this speech that was became infamous. He talked about abortion and a few other things. And it was it was interesting because although he shared some 
I think, opinions that I would agree with. Just the way that he shared it, he seemed very unhinged and very emotional. Mm-hmm. And that was the final straw for his wife, Kim Kardashian. Mm. She decided, yeah, because they split up. That was a big, big thing in the news, wasn't yeah. it, at the time? Um, he had shared some very personal things about them and, and their relationship history and whatnot in this very infamous speech. Mm. And so they, she decided to split split up and it was a heavy time for Kanye. He released an album just out after this, 2021, and that was the last time I caught up on the the Kanye news. And I remember at the time I talked about this on radio and I said, the problem with this album, although there's no swearing, they're, they're like they're, va- other rappers had featured on the album and had written verses with swear words in them that he had taken out in post. So they'll be like rapping and they'll just be like a blank. Uh, and I'll, I remember talking about it and I'm like, this isn't a gospel album. This is a Kanye album. This mm-hmm. is a, a, an album about Kanye's life and his divorce and whatnot. And so he's he's gone back into that lane of talking about himself and talking mm-hmm. about his life. I'm Self-centeredness. Like, and, I, and I'm like, that's, I mean, you know, he has every right to do that, but what will this look like in his Christian faith going forward? Mm. Now, for the last two years, Kanye West has been like mired in controversy surrounding anti-Semitism because he he very much started to get into a side of Christianity that revolved around, you know, uh, the black Israelites, which is a movement that believes that African people or people of African descent are the true Israelites over those who occupy the area of Israel today. And it's, it's very conspiracy theory based. There's no real archaeological or biblical evidence to support this, but mm-hmm. he started to, to get into this and also having struggles with his business as well. He then became very vocally anti-Semitic mm. and this got him like deeply canceled, like mm. very, very canceled. But at the same time amongst his young fans and, and amongst his diehard fans, they were still rooting for him. They just say, oh, this is a mental health episode. He doesn't really mean this. And he would come out to apologize eventually. But he's just released his newest album. It's called Vultures. And I have listened to, like, Whoa. the last two albums, I listened to all the way through, you know, to get a perspective and opinion. His new album called Vultures, I listened to half of one song. And that half of the one song that I listened to was laden with swearing and blasphemy and sexual references and calling himself the new Jesus and all kinds of things. And it is just... Just gone completely in the other direction. That's right. Hey, he's, and- he's gone really off the rails and he's gone away from... You know, I, I feel like he's... Again, because he got with someone new and he was like, I need to marry this girl straight away because he you know, wanted to be with her. I need to marry this girl straight away because of my Christian convictions. And da-da-da. this happened last year or at the end of 2022, 2023. Uh, but simultaneously, like in terms of his music, it's just gone back to what it was, you know, during his ungodly era of his life. And it's incredibly sad to see. That's really sad, hey. And my mind goes to, I mean, I, I think the impact of mental health um, mm. is really sad when we see the impact of mental health on people. Mm. Um, I think also my mind, as you've been speaking, is, you know, the parable of the sower. Yeah. When, uh, when the roots aren't deep. That's right. When, when the roots aren't deep, um, we get plucked out so quickly and so easily, don't we? And yet mm. God calls us that when we come to him to actually have our roots really deep right. in him. And it's a, it's a full surrender. Hey. It is about full it's surrender, a full surrender, isn't it? And and self-centeredness goes out the door and it comes other-centered. That's right. Mm. It was a comment that I made all the way back in 2019. It's like, okay, he's put out this new gospel album, but still all of his old albums are up and he's making money off those because they're critically acclaimed classic rap albums, but they're full of, you know, sexual themes and references and swearing mm. and all that stuff and stuff that he disavows now. But those albums are still up. And obviously, like, he doesn't have complete control of that. It's a record label's decision. But, you know, 
I was thinking at the time, like, okay, what direction is this going to go? And there's a passage at 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. And then it talks about the state of the church. It talks about the state of people in the church. It says, for men will become lovers of themselves, lovers of monies, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godly godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. And I think the case... Powerful the, the case in Kanye West's life has been that he has tried to posture as Christian. He's tried to move that way, I believe, due to like sincere conviction. But rather than giving his heart in surrender to God, mm. in letting the Holy Spirit work in him, you know, those those you know, all of those aspects and characteristics have bubbled to the surface and it's very much a case of having a form of godliness but denying the power of the, thereof which is is sad it's mm. sad for me as a fan you know as for mm. me as an admirer of you know his music and his art it's really sad to see and because it's just unlistenable i'm like I, I can't in good faith you know interact with this as as someone who is a christian so yeah i guess we'll see in the future and i guess it's something to, to pray for you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Joined by myself, Lawson, we have Danuta sitting across from me at the table for the breakfast show. <coughs> but right now, we are going to get into our next quiz question. Thank you, Danuta. Okay, the next one is for, I am persuaded that neither blank nor blank, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's taken from Romans 8, 38 and 39, such a... Such a fabulous two verses mm. right there. Great ones to memorize. So we're looking for the blank words. <clears throat> Absolutely. Excuse me for a moment there. Yeah, so the two blank words that we're looking for. So again, for I am persuaded that neither blank nor blank, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans eight thirty eight and 39 is the clue. Text us in your answer on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and you'll go in the draw for the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous cookbook, Food as Medicine. <laughs> yes. Fabulous, Health and fabulous, fabulous. Cookbook. Yeah, by Sue Red. We want to give that to you absolutely for free. Again, that number is 0491064669. The only way to get in for this cookbook is through answering quiz questions so that you can get into the draw. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And on the phone, we've got a good friend of ours and a regular contributor to the show, Dr. John Ashton. Dr. John Ashton, are you there with us? Ah, oh, good morning, Orson. Yes. Yeah, we are so stoked to have you on the show this morning. You're usually getting on, and we're talking about science, and we're talking about archaeology, and we're talking about history, and we're talking about how all that unfolds. Obviously, you know, from your position of expertise and your background and your qualifications in chemistry and whatnot. But today, we're going to be talking about getting out in the garden. Ah, uh, yes, actually, um, yeah, some. Years ago, um, yeah, more, more than 25 years ago, actually, I published a book called The Perils of Progress. It was published by University of New South Wales Press and went on to become a textbook internationally. And wow. uh, in that area, um, 
looked at um, a number of ways that our uh, we're, we're changing our environment, but ways that are adverse to our health. So mm. one of the things, of course, is the the build up of cities, mm-hmm. uh, the movement of people more and more to be living in uh, apartments, um, the uh, development of high density housing, so that um, there's sort of uh, less trees and uh, and shrubbery mm-hmm. around. And um, we know, you know, people talk about forest bathing, the health benefits, and this sort of thing. Um, uh, I, I talked about quite a bit. But I, one of the things that I was fascinated with when I was doing this research was that how many of God's principles of of health and the environment that God set up were actually beneficial for health. And when we used our technology to overpower those natural limits in in nature, uh, we generally ended up with an adverse uh, personal or human health benefit Mm. or environmental health benefit by applying our technology outside the limits of nature. So one of the things that I was quite interested in was in regard to some research that's been published in the past five years or so uh, in the context of of when we read in Genesis, for example, in Genesis chapter 2, just reading here from verse 8, and it says, And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made grow every tree that is pleasant to sight and good for food, And, of course, the tree of life was uh, also there. And if we jump down to verse 15 of uh, chapter 2 of Genesis, Mm. the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Mm. And, um, of course, we focus a lot on, you know, the the tree of life and that, but it's interesting. So we see that God created nature and then God made a special garden that he put uh, Adam and Eve in that had all these pleasant plants in it and fruit trees as opposed to sort of the wild jungles and and forests that he'd also created. Now, it's quite fascinating that back in uh, 2017 Mm -hmm. in the Journal of Preventive Medicine, uh, there was a a meta-analysis published on the benefits of, uh, of having a garden and being in a garden, and some of these benefits were were were, were quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, a meta-analysis is when a scientist um, or a group of scientists actually review all the scientific papers that have been published that come up in the indexes uh, up to that time related to that topic and look at the patterns yes. that of uh, research that emerge from that. And that was one of the things that uh, I had looked at in my book was looking at the pattern recognition so that we can know. And one of the fascinating things that they found was that even there were effects from the bacteria in the soil uh, on us that promoted, for example, the production of serotonin, Mm. which led to the increase in peacefulness and relaxation and so forth. So there were very, very subtle effects uh, came out. They found that people who spent a lot of time in a garden and did gardening had a 50% reduction in developing dementia. Mm. Uh, so that's quite significant, actually. Huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is quite significant. They also found that 
the um the, the being in the garden and working with the soil and there were the there were the natural you know sort of common sense consequences well you're out in the sunlight so you're going to get your vitamin d um you've got the sunlight entering in through the optic pathway from the eye to the pineal gland so this is going to again stimulate brightness there so if you and if you've worked hard during the day digging and so forth you're getting exercise but then going to buy because you've got a lot of exercise and tired you go to bed early you maximize your melatonin mm. and therefore you reduce the risk of um, developing cancers there were all sorts of subtle effects they looked at uh, some of the immune response from just being in a garden in amongst plants and I'm working in amongst them. That's amazing. And, so I, what I'm picking up here is essentially working in the garden in our modern context, which is a reflection of the original job that God gave us as humanity, mm. seems mm. and something as I, 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 you know, from the outside looks just so innocuous and regular and normal actually has all of these massively beneficial effects. Yes, yes, it was. And, and as I said, this was a uh, a meta-analysis, um, as I said, published in 2017 and studied mm. about uh, 17 other research papers. Mm. Yeah, and they found that there was a lowering of the risk of developing diabetes. Wow. There was a lowering of the risk of uh, developing obesity. And it wasn't just associated also, there were looked at different studies with sort of working in the garden and digging as such, but just being in in the garden as well um, and being in amongst plants um, this was quite quite fascinating John mm. Heights Danuta here yes Danuta hi yes. yeah look I love what you're saying and I guess with with that is the whole fact of what the sunshine does for us as well getting the whole vitamin mm. D um, and I know one you know Dan Morton who's 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 a huge on health and and writes a lot of stuff uh, books as well Um um, you know, he says the blue and green are to be seen. I love that kind mm. of line. So, yeah, yeah, um, and, right. and so what you're, what you're describing is, um, so many areas, like Lawson said, so many areas that are actually tapped into. And what, do, what do you think is impacting that people aren't doing that so much these days? Mm. Well, there's a number of we have a number of distractions, of course, yes. now, uh, particularly in the electronic age. There's so much stuff on on screens uh, that we can do. Um, and but one of the things that concerns me is the uh, design of our houses and community housing, and uh, the push for high density housing, um, and the need to plan um, to have more um, trees and and shrubs and bushes and and this sort of thing in and around where we live. Um, because these, these, these plants also serve a number of other purposes in that they help purify the air. Uh, they help remove, for example, in cities, they help remove particulates in, in the, in the air, mm. um, and purify the air as well as producing oxygen. So, uh, we're generally polluting the air with, with fumes and whatnot of, uh, different things. Well, plants, uh, can absorb some of these, uh, 
pollutants because we have so many plastics today. These plastics are all uh, emitting uh, volatiles of either the plasticizer itself or other chemicals mm. that are involved. And so plants play a, a big role there. There was an article that was uh, published last year uh, by the University of Ohio in the United mm. States. And again, that this uh, the professor there uh, was saying that uh, as well there's a real need for um, children to be exposed to gardening. And they've actually now um, developed a new, well, recognised that there's a syndrome called a nature deficient syndrome. Wow. Mm. And a nature deficient syndrome with people can result in all sorts, in other words, not getting out in nature enough, which is what I think was the beautiful Bible verse. That was the ideal that God set up for us. Mm-hmm. They found that the na- not getting enough exposure and spending enough time in nature, if a, a lady is pregnant, for example, can result in lower birth weight of a child. Um, and again, it was associated with a number of increased uh, mental disorder, poor learning at school with school children. Mm. Um, and so there's so much information come out. I noticed that another research paper, another meta-analysis was just published earlier this year, 2024, because they're finding now so much evidence for the benefits, particularly of children spending time in nature. And I thought, you know, Ellen White uh, wrote, you know, 150 years ago, uh, oh, well, no, oh, you know, over 100 years ago anyway, the um, the benefits and encourage people to move, you know, out of the cities then into mm. the country. Now, of course, we all can't afford to do that because of, you know, work restraints and this sort of thing. But it seems that science now is backing the things that she said, that the Bible said, and particularly it's so important for our children to be exposed regularly to nature, touching plants, uh, seeing the insects, seeing what is uh, happening out there, getting involved in gardening, seeing things grow, seeing how a seed grows, these sort of things. And I think this is one of the challenges now that uh, we have as um, uh, you know in our education system too, that we need to be aware of that. Um, and this, as I said, nature deficient syndrome, um, is now a scientifically recognised syndrome. That's an interesting mm. term that's used there as well, John. I think that it's actually labelled as a syndrome. And also mm. what we're hearing from what you're saying is that it's becoming a generational issue. Like yeah, as yeah. in that you're saying that the mother, you know, is giving birth to a child who is, you know, um, deficient or, or, you know, lower in weight and those sort of things and it's having impact on the children then. Um, you know, even in their in their learning skills and in school and things like that. I mean, I remember the days we'd get up on the nectarine tree on the shed and just sit there and just eat nectarines or go out in the yard or go out in the bush, you know, down the river. So, you know, we've we've got a minute and a half left. What have you got to share, like in in some some real key things to take away for people of what they can actually be doing there with their children and within the, with their families. Yeah, so I think it is important to plan time in nature because we do have so many distractions. And I think this is one of the beautiful things of the Sabbath um, in that the, the Sabbath and, and having that day where 
Well, hopefully we turn off most of our electronic devices and this sort of thing. Mm. And planning to get out in nature. So we, you know, we can't all afford to live in houses on quarter acre blocks. But I think even if we have a, we have to live in an apartment, we have a family, we need to plan to grow as many things as we can, have little plants around, um, and then plan to spend time where we go and spend time out in nature. Um, and ideally, uh, you know, it's great to be able to go to walk through nature and go to the beach and this sort of thing, but it seems that there's a benefit of the old-fashioned playing in the dirt. Um, and somehow planning maybe to go and visit a relative that does live on a quarter of an acre and have a garden and have a little garden or get involved in community gardens, Mm. encourage the local council to foster community gardens, which I know a number of places are trying to do, and then get involved in the community garden. And it has a double benefit. We get to meet other people. It's an opportunity Mm. to witness to other people, talk about our faith and our journey, um, uh, but I think it's one of the things is that we've got to we've got to plan for it if it's not happening, and if we are yeah, doing it at the moment, praise the Lord. Absolutely, Dr. John. Thank you so much for joining us and for giving us this insight to plan it, to be intentional, and to get outside into nature. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.